Hello and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Uh, so two games in now and uh, we've got a bit of a, a surprise guest on today's show. Um, firstly, hello Paul, you're there. Hello. Hello, you're here all the time. That's boring to the listeners. Um, but Matt, all the way from Japan. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Hello. So you're on English soil at the moment. Yes, at last, yeah. Yes, and uh, you are... I would say quite famously in uh, sort of podcast folklore, um, a bit of a a bit of a jinx. <laughs> Every time you go and see us, <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, we you lose. Could say. It's yeah. been a while since I saw a win. Yeah, yeah. Even when you were, because um, you used to report on the Oxford City games. Every time you actually made a United game in the fifteen sixteen season, I think we lost that pretty much, didn't we? Yeah, I think I saw every single one of our defeats. It felt like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you're here, but you did actually go to the second Peterborough game, yes? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the curse is lifted. <laughs> at last, at last. Yes. Yeah. Um, good, right, okay. So, um, last time um, we spoke, we had just drawn to Sunderland um, and we looked ahead at the Peterborough game. I said that every single time we play against... Ivan Tony's team, he scores against us. We've now played twice against them and he hasn't. So I'm happy for that curse to be broken. Um, if we look back at the league game first, um, the first half, I know we spoke immediately after the game, but just to confirm, I think the first half was absolutely scintillating. I think, I think it was a fantastic half of football. Um, yeah, absolutely. How did you feel that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And actually, the more I look on the second half, the more it seems like a sort of um, very uh, compact half. We were very, very sort of strict formation and we kept them at bay. So I was ori- originally quite sort of negative about that half of football, but they didn't actually create that much. And I think it's because of how we played. It's a good sign, isn't it? That like we can we can kind of go out there in the first half and attack them and play in that kind of free-flowing style of football. And then in the second half, we can do the opposite and shut and shut them down. Bear in mind the kind of the, the attacking powers they've got. It's a, it shows we can kind of do both sides of things pretty well already. Yeah, which I know it's early days in this season, but that's something I can't remember us ever doing. And that's that's going back a long time. Um, I I can remember under the C-bomb, who's now a Premier League manager, who's obviously a very good manager, we were conceding last-minute goals and we were doing well for the budget we had at the time. Um, But we couldn't just go, right, we're not going to concede this half and shut up shop. Um, And then Waddock, obviously, what was it, eight games and we lost seven of them, (laughs) some of them quite heavily. But Map, the only way we could see out a game was by carrying on attacking. We couldn't, we couldn't sit back. Yeah, I think we've now got a central midfield who can control the game, in Brannigan and Gorin. They run around, you know. They they do all of the the running for other people, and then you've got lots of options running off of them. It's exciting to watch, and yeah, Peterborough I... are not that strong in the centre. They've got all these top strikers and wingers, but. Central midfield, that's where they're lacking. I think one thing I really noticed with um, Rodriguez slash Gorin, I don't know how he'd rather be known, but him, um, is 
as soon as we broke down one of the sides, if Ruffles went forwards, um, Moose in that game went to left back. Rodriguez dropped into Moose's position, and then you had Dicky and Cadden in in that sort of uh, in their roles. And then if we went forward on the right, and Cadden went forwards. Uh, again, Dicky would go out to the right, and and um, Gorin would drop back, and and take that centre back role. And it was so fluid the way they did that. It wasn't as if he was thinking about it. It just seemed to be really natural. And I know Brannigan's picked up a lot of the plaudits for how he's played. Obviously, two two winning goals um, in those games. But that sort of fluid movement is uh, is really nice to see. It's it's a pleasure to watch. Yeah, it's a um, surprise that we've done that so early in the season that we're looking that kind of fluid and have that understanding. But then maybe that's the the benefit of, at the moment, having like a kind of a smaller squad that it, it, you don't need players to bed in as, as, as much. You know what I mean? Because they, there's, they're that much tighter as a unit already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yes, I was really pleased with that game. I'd like to mention three things, um, which were my, my favourite quotes from uh, myself, my dad and Paul. Um, we we were obviously sat together at the football. Um, my dad's comment was one of the times Tony went to ground fairly easily, which we knew would happen. Uh, he said that one actually deserved a Tony award, which I thought was fairly, fairly good. Well done, <laughs> Dad, for that. Um, my sort of quote of the match was just after Dickie sort of uh, had the ball, nearly got tackled and then kept hold of it and then took it round two players. He may have nutmegged the second one, actually. Uh, and I said, that was a good little dribble from Dickie, which obviously is quite a, a funny one. And Paul, I don't know if you remember your quote of the, the game, but I'd like to share it with our with our listeners. Hi, Tim, by the way. Um, and that is, uh, oh, interesting that Cadden's taking the throw. I wonder if he's got a long one. Yeah, thanks for that, Liam. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I'd like to share. Um, so on to the second game against Peterborough. Seven changes we made. Uh, they made five, I believe. Two of them were forced. But they started again with Tony, who, uh, Matt, I mean, you, you were there. But from what I can tell, he, um, as he got further and further into the game without scoring, from about 60 minutes, he wasn't shooting as readily. He was laying it off. And it seemed maybe he was losing confidence. Um, do you think that's the case? Or do you think we just defended well? Yeah, that's, no, I think that's definitely true. I think... Certainly in the first half, um, they looked they looked dangerous. They didn't they didn't look they were, they didn't look that impressive. They didn't really control the game in a way that you'd expect them to have done, considering that we really put out a, a second string. Um, but they definitely looked more more like dangerous, and it's, they were definitely prepared to have a go from from distance. We had a lot of shots coming in from just outside the area and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely over the course of over the course of the game, especially once they went down to ten men, you know, because of that injury, um, they were they were there was definitely you got you just got this got the sense that they they were they were um I don't know maybe it was frustration or something like that, but they they were not having no not having a go or causing us anywhere near as many problems as you you might have expected. Well, I think the the fouls and and not necessarily the quantity of fouls, but how um sort of ferocious the fouls were that were happening mm. throughout the game, including Napa breaking his leg, which we'll we'll touch on in a bit when we talk about potential signings. Um I think you could see frustration there, certainly. Mm. Um one of the things that um 
I think it was Steve Kinnebrough said on Radio Oxford, was if we had the top two that Peterborough have, <laughs> it would be 5-0. Because we, we were better in possession, but they were having a go. This was about halfway through the first half. They, mm. you know, they would have a shot and so on. And as the game went on, it just became more and more apparent that, that they weren't going to score. Um, I, I feel we should talk about Brannigan's free kick. Um, it sort of took everyone by surprise and went low into the into the bottom corner. Um, Matt, whereabouts were you sat? I was in the south stand upper for this one, which is kind of unusual for me. But it was a it was a, not a bad place to to see that see that one come from. I was kind of not quite directly behind it, but we had a nice like a, a decent view of it just to see it tuck into that corner. Yeah, and it keeps whenever we next get a free kick in that sort of position. It keeps the goalkeeper in the wall guessing, doesn't it? We've got three players stood over the ball. Ruffles has taken the odd free kick, but, you know, isn't your necessarily go-to man. However, we've seen him score from distance, so I, I suspect he's pretty good. Um, Henry, Brannigan and, and Ruffles, any of those can strike that. And, you know, bottom, bottom corner, um, sort of goalkeeper's side as well. It, and he, he was just sort of stranded. Um, so it's it's good to have those options and obviously something that they've... Um, that they've worked on. Uh, in terms of the injury, Napa, I mean, what bad luck. Uh, injured yeah. the beginning of last season, then catches a virus, misses the second half of the season, um, comes back into the squad and, and breaks his leg, um, which it is now confirmed it is a leg break. They haven't said how long it takes to recover, but he's going in for an operation either today or tomorrow. Um yeah, it's, horrible, it's really horrible. sad to see. It is. Uh, I, I think he was probably if he, if he sort of got through that game and maybe a few other minutes, I could see him going out on loan to get some more, <laughs> some more first team action uh, before the end of the window shuts. Um, but that obviously can't happen now. Mm. Where do you think? Obviously, his mindset's going to be absolutely shot. But where do you think that leaves him in terms of longer term future? I think I mean, that it's, it's Carl likes him, so I don't think I think he's still got a future. I mean, it's frustrating that it happened from a tackle that wasn't in play, um, but I think he'll be okay. You know, I think he's got a good manager there who's behind him all the way. Yeah, good to hear that um, Robinson went to see. Uh, him in hospital after the game I think that's very good for morale uh, it picks him up um, and and sort of gives a good message to not only the squad we've got in place but any potential signings um, where do you think uh, this sort of leaves us striker wise because uh, without him going out on loan without you know maybe Baptiste could if we're looking to get Thorn in or or you know something like that uh, it was hinted at that we may need a player or two to go out on loan. He obviously can't now. Do you think that affects any incoming signings? It it makes the need for a striker a bit more. That kind of you know it raises the stakes there. That that we we're now lighter kind of in the in the attacking areas again even more. So yeah, it, it which definitely we obviously more you said even more, but we really were. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, we really are. Um, Matty Taylor's obviously been linked, um, but things have gone a bit quiet there. Whether that's just they've gone quiet because he was photographed in the tunnel, so everything's been hushed up. Um, 
failing him, him coming in, is there anyone that sort of stands out that you'd like to see? Um, oh, this is going to be on you, right? Surely yeah, just, <laughs> you're the one who knows all the players. Just a week. No, yeah. really. I mean, I've seen um, McLeary's name mentioned. I've seen Aribo's name, not Aribi's name mentioned. You know, one of them would be brilliant, especially now we've and, lost another winger. And in terms of that number nine position, if, if Matty Taylor can't come in, do you have any other names that you've seen banded around that you'd be interested in? Um, not that I can think of. I mean, it, I'm in the position, having seen the new signings, I trust the recruitment team and Carl to get the right people in. Yeah, Carl yeah. also seems to have contacts, doesn't he? And that even even if even if um, even if we've not heard of a player, you kind of actually do surprisingly actually have faith that he can pick a player. Mm. Yeah, and unfortunately for any manager, it's that number nine role that everyone remembers people for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, with Map, people sometimes forget. Nangele and Waring and you know players like that um, because he got in a left winger who ended up playing up top and scoring a lot of goals and when he went into that position scored what 26 goals in the season and people remember Roof and remember Map as this as this saviour but it, you know he, he did bring in some shockers <laughs> and uh, yeah we, we need to sort of thank uh, Bino coming in, Hiltz coming in <laughs> And uh, obviously Maguire under Map became the goal scorer he became. Um, I did, but this is such a crucial position. If we end up not getting that person in place, mm. you there's sort of a danger that you'll forget the the good he's done around the pitch. If that makes sense, I did see that um, Boney, um, ex Manchester City, I think it was, is training with Newport City or Newport County. Um, okay. which, you know, if people like him are available, then there are options out there. Well, we also um, should talk about the fact we did actually sign a striker, and mm. uh, I believe it's pronounced Aji. I'll um, go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, I, I had this idea that if we didn't get an official pronunciation, we would have the chant where we go, Aji, Agea, he or whatever, you know, options there are, and then the response being, oi, oi, oi. And then one of the times will be right. <laughs> no, it won't. That's the thing, it won't. It'll st- it will still be something different somehow. Well, people still say Kemar Roof. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and and Hoban and, uh, yeah, all sorts. All sorts get pronounced. Uh, but always got Nanjale right. And speaking of which, he plays for Blackpool. Um, and we are playing them at the weekend. So... I mean, he had such a dire time at Oxford. Is he destined to score against us? It's written in the stars, isn't it? Yeah. It'd be interesting I'd see, I'd... to see who defends against him as well, whether it's whether Moore continues in there or whether Massinho comes back, because Massinho and Dickey do look good. Yeah, and then so did Moore and Dickey last night. Um, I think uh, I lost count of the amount of clearances Dickey made. Uh, he seems a lot more solid at right back, which I know is a dangerous thing to say. Uh, they've also got Delfonso. They've got Grayson as a manager. I mean, that's that's a big name mm. in management. And they've sorted out behind the scenes. So the fans are loving it at the moment and, and really happy to go and back them. Um, 
Matt, you weren't here for the famous pre- predictions. We assumed you would go for four points from the three games because you are four points, Matt. That's true. Um, I probably would have done. <laughs> but here we are, two games in um, and four points already. Are you, uh, you going to stick with your four points or do you think we can get something from the game? I would, I would like to think we can get something from the game. I think getting three points is going to be a big ask. It's going to be a tough one. But we're, we're, we're good enough to claim a point here, I think. Okay. Wow. Five points, Matt. He's come back from Japan. He's really positive. We like it. Um, Paul, uh, what do you reckon? Having seen the way that we've started, I think that we'll win. Um, I'm going to go for a 3-1 win. Yeah, the big thing is, if you look at the table, which I know it's very early days, but they have won both the games. Um, and who have they played? Bristol Rovers and South End, haven't they? So, you know, not not walkover games. Uh, and, you know, we know that both of those sets of fans can back a team quite well. Um, see, I said seven points, so I've got to stick with it, haven't I? But I would happily take a draw, I think. Yeah, I think the start we've got in terms of who we're playing, uh, if we're mid-table, this is this is what I was thinking two weeks ago. If we're mid-table seven or eight games in, I'll be happy because it's such a tough start. And here we are you know, drawn one and and won one and threw in the cup and all of a sudden that, oh, we're going to walk it this season, comes into your head. Yeah. <laughs> and sadly, you know, it's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd happily take a draw in that situation. Um, I do think everyone everyone has been taken a little bit by surprise by the way we've started the season. I don't think anyone expected us to, to look as good and as like coherent as we have done. So maybe there is no. a little element of like, you know, we're delirious with uh, with glee at seeing this. So I think maybe the first defeat will put people's feet back on the ground a little bit, but um, I, hopefully that's a little way off yet. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. And there is definitely <laughs> a chance that that is the case, especially as it's not been a smash and grab. We've gone out with game plans and they've seemed to work, mm. um, which we know Robinson's capable of that because we've seen it when we've we've played against them. Yeah. Uh, the sort of his teams in the past. He he will go into a game and he will. This is how we can get a result, and quite often it works. So hopefully that remains. Um, so Paul, you said about a striker and a winger. Mm. Um, it, there was obviously talk about Thorn. Uh, would you be happy to see that extra central midfielder come in place? It depends what what his contract situation was. You know, he seems. There seems to be a question mark over his fitness. So if it's a pay-as-you-play sort of deal, we can't lose. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and in terms of uh, that striker role, if it is Matt Taylor, we're all just hoping he's in, in time for the Rovers game, aren't we? Yeah, I think they'd be looking forward to that. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's quite ironic them calling him a snake after what he did to us, but there you go. Why? I find it all quite um, quite funny, really, in terms of um, him sort of potentially signing for us and the, the people that are so... I will never forgive him for what he did. Um, they'll, and, they'll forgive and, him if he scores, like, 20 goals this season. Yeah, yeah. I, I will forgive him the second he actually signs a contract if he does come to us. Um, yeah, I'm... Um, I'm fickle like that. <laughs> um, we we are actually quite wary on 
podcast because we got it on good authority we were signing him back in the handshake saga <laughs> so we we did a podcast uh in which about 15 minutes we were talking about how good he is and the fact that we've signed him um and then had to just cut that out so <laughs> i think we're all a bit wary that we we don't want to do that again maybe we can paste um, it in this time <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah, dig, dig, dig into the archives and see what we've got to say about him job for you fraser yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there'll be a, a weird air conditioning unit because we were in Spain at the time, I believe. <laughs> um, right, so uh, we normally do a, a three-match thing. Matt, when do you go back to Japan? I go back next Tuesday. Ah, so you're not going to be there for the Burton game. Are you going up to the Blackpool one? Unfortunately not, no. I'm not even going to be in the country. We're having a few days away in Norway visiting family. So I only get to see one game and it's a, it's a cup game. Ah, but you, we won it, so never mind that. That's all that matters. Um, 100% record for me this season. Yeah, don't come back. <laughs> or come back in the playoff final if, <laughs> if we need that luck. Um, right, so we normally do three games. Um, so I was going to do this after the Blackpool game. But uh, who have we got? We've got Blackpool, Burton and Bristol Rovers. All the Bs. Um, Matt, what are you going for in total for those three games? I'll go seven points. Whoa. It's a complete He's change around. four points, Matt, to five points, Matt, to seven points, Matt. <laughs> this is... I, I need to lay down after this. Uh, Paul, what do you reckon? I agree. I'm going to say seven. I always go for seven, so I am also going to go for seven. Um, it is that that weird part of the season, isn't it, where you you know you can't get carried away. <laughs> but we've had a good start and we've played good football and, and it's really difficult to keep your feet on the ground. Even though you look at, you know, Warsaw last season and Wickham last season who started really strongly and then dropped away. Um, you've just got to, to hope that Robinson can can keep this up. So, yeah, fingers crossed for that. Um, who would you start? Would you start with Moose or Moore? Oh, difficult one. I I I would like to I think Messino is a, is a more solid choice right now, but long term I'd like to see more. This 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 coming up this weekend, I'd go with Messino. Cool. And Paul? I'd say Messino as well. Uh and then I don't know what other changes could be put in place, really. I think Cadden will start ahead of Long. I think, you know, it's got to be Mackie up top because Aji isn't ready yet. Um, it will be Brannigan and, and Gorin after the matches they've had. So, same three just behind striker. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, Sykes is, <laughs> might have played his way in because he played well on Tuesday. Yeah, any anyone stand out for you last night, Matt? Um, to be honest, the 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 who really stood out for me, and it's not really a surprise to anyone who's actually been watching them regularly. But for me, was was Cameron Brannigan, and obviously he's going to start. Um, but for me, just seeing him, bear in mind that probably one of the one of the last times I saw him would have been pretty early on when he was tipped for greatness, just to see what he's kind of become he was the real standout for me so other people didn't catch my attention as much well he's also playing further forward which obviously he said throughout and his dad's kept on about on twitter <laughs> that's where he's meant to play a bit more forward so um Gorin 
stepping back means that Brannigan can can step forward and you know two goals in two games like let's keep that coming yeah um, because it, it will reach the point where he attracts two or three players marking him and that's they'll all be in the center of the park and it leaves our wingers free to roam interestingly i did the um blackpool podcast earlier today and uh woodburn was there as soon as you signed in we couldn't believe it mm. um it, like they they've obviously kept an eye on him for whatever reason um and yeah really impressed that we signed him i think there is greatness there um i don't want to talk about the miss on <laughs> saturday until he scores because i've watched it back and each time i think no he will score it and then i feel a bit sick when it's over so i'll talk about that once he's actually scored um so i think we've got plenty of good stuff to come from him um before we go uh last time last podcast i mentioned T manor uh, and I just want to mention them again. If you didn't listen to that, there's another podcast in town, um, and it's a really good listen, so do look out for them. Matt, have you had a listen? I haven't yet. It's, it's on my to-do list. I think uh, one, for, one to listen to on the plane, perhaps. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll have a few hours. <laughs> uh, how long does it take to get back? Uh, if I was flying direct, it would be just, just 13 hours. I'm not flying direct. It's going to take about 24 hours, but there we go. Excellent. Uh, in that case... Just, uh, I think there are YouTube clips of all hundred and however many goals in the fifteen sixteen season. Just download that and keep watching it on repeat. <laughs> Brilliant, sounds good. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, it's been lovely having you back on the podcast, Matt. And uh, if times ever work out time zone wise, do feel free to to give us a shout when you can make a pod. Yeah. Um, next time I'm up at four a.m., I'll 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 let you know. Excellent. We look forward to it. Uh, do you have anything to say to your Japanese listeners? Um, oh, all, all of them. All of the Japanese listeners. Um, yeah. Am I supposed to break out the Japanese here? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Fensen porni kite kudasai. I have no idea what you said, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but thanks for that. If anyone if anyone English understood that, tweet us and tell us what it meant. Um, it's a competition for the, for this week. Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, well, thank you, Matt. Um, Paul, you're my brother, so I will obviously see you sooner than I see Matt. But safe trip back, Matt. And thank uh, thanks everyone who has listened today. Um, again, hello, Tim. Um, yeah, I, I actually need to give a shout out to Phil as well, because I was speaking to, to, to someone I know called Phil, who feels that football isn't needed anymore. We know who's the best, so why bother carrying on? Which was a really interesting viewpoint because he's Nihilistic. a big Formula One fan and I was like, well, they do that every year. What's the difference? Anyway, there we go. That's that. Um, thank you both for joining me and thanks everyone for listening. Um, we'll speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.